Welcome to Day 170 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with uh, Cindy Kemp and our good friend David Keefe. We're reading through Paul's epistles. We've been reading through Ephesians, which is so deeply rich. Uh, Colossians before that, which uh, highlights the grandeur and the majesty of Christ. And, of course, Ephesians highlights the grandeur and the majesty of the church, which is created in Christ's image. And uh, Ephesians has been divided naturally into two sections. The first three chapters give us the rich theology of the church and how God has formed the church to be a reflection of who he is. And then chapters you know, four through six mm-hmm. tell us how to be a reflection of who he is. So we come to chapter five today. Uh, but before we dig into chapter five, let's uh, offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. Cindy, do you mind leading us in prayer? No, I don't mind. Father, we do come to your word this morning just asking that you would open the um, the eyes of our hearts, Lord, that we would look at your word and that your spirit would just teach us. And Father, not only teach us, but um, show us things in our heart that we need to confess or deal with, Lord, with you. Just thank you that your word is able to do that for us and that your spirit does that. So, Father, take us now through this time. And may you uh, be glorified by the things that we read and understand and apply. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5. Follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children, walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person as an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore do not be partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes light. This is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always give thank to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, Submit yourself to your own husbands as you do to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, to make her holy, cleansing her by washing her with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. 
For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and will be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. A really, a really nice section. Of course, when Paul gets practical, he, he gets very practical. And of course, the heart of his instruction to us you know, is right there in the first verse. You know, follow God's example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, God's example was his generosity, his compassion, mm-hmm. his mercy, and his giving. Therefore, his dearly loved children uh, walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So total giving of ourselves to the one who has given so freely of himself you know, to us. And then he gets you know, very practical. There shouldn't even be a hint of foolish talking or mm-hmm. coarse jesting or obscenity, you know, the things that uh, you kind of do mm-hmm. and hear in locker mm-hmm. rooms or just casually kind of say that that's so out of place for God's people. Mm-hmm. And he says replace those things with, with thanksgiving, which is uh, really rich in, in light of all that. No, and I love that first verse, you know, as he's talking about the church, the mm-hmm. talking about the body of Christ, he he points us to the head of the church, right? He, he points us to Jesus and says, look at him, follow his example. And we see that all throughout his letters. And so I just love that reminder that yeah. as a participant in the body of Christ, who am I looking to? I'm looking to Christ and I'm wanting to see him as the head mm-hmm. and then live out what he has done for me to one another. No doubt. Uh, something that's very rare, you know, in that first sentence is, uh, you know, the statement, follow God's example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we hear a lot. You know, you be imitators of Christ, mm-hmm. or walk in love as you know Christ also walked in love and gave Himself mm-hmm. up for you. But it takes us you know, all the way back to Leviticus, where you hear the common frame: "Be holy, because I am holy." Mm-hmm. You are to be a reflection of who I am in this world, and of course, that is the purpose of the church: is to mm-hmm. be a reflection of a new community in Christ Jesus that uh, reflects the grace and the grandeur, the mercy and the compassion, the majesty, the holiness. And the beauty of God the Father as demonstrated to us, you know, through the Lord Jesus Christ. And it would seem to me also in verse 2 that as we're to love um, as Christ loved and gave himself up, that we follow that example. And I'm assuming, too, that we also, because of that, are a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God, which is so cool to think about, you know, that yeah. the way we live can actually be an offering, a fragrant offering. No, every, everything we do, of course, you know, when we go back, you know, to Romans, mm-hmm. you know, in view of all of this, offer yourselves to God. This is this is real and true worship, mm-hmm. and this is what you know God desires. Mm-hmm. And it takes us, you know, back to Isaiah. He says, "What is all this trampling of my courts? Is this not the kind of fast that I desired?" Mm-hmm. But to have mercy, to love, and to care for the poor, right. you know, those are the things you know that you know that God you know that God desires, mm-hmm. and, and so this love is this is not a you know not an easy kind of Mm-mm. emotional hallmark channel mm-hmm. kind of love, you know this is this is a love that offers itself to the very fullest extent, right. giving mm-hmm. itself up, you know, for one another, and of course you're going to hear that in a moment, you know, when we do the household codes, this is what a husband is called to do, right, right. to give himself up. For his wife, the way that Christ gave himself up for the church, but knowing, you know, uh, knowing that when we do this, and, and you're going to hear this, you know, tomorrow when we talk about, you know, slaves being mm-hmm. obedient to their masters, that uh, the Lord will reward you for the goodness, you mm-hmm. know, that you've taken. He receives it as worship, and he rewards it with his presence and with his blessing. 
we've spoken to it a little bit, but I do love mm-hmm. how practical Paul does get here. And especially he really describes this really dramatic change that happens to the believer that they were, you know, once in darkness and now they're in light. Right. And he begins kind of unpacking that earlier, just talking about this holiness. You know, he kind of amazingly calls us God's holy people. So like there's this positional holiness that we all have because of Christ, but also we're working out that holiness because we've transferred from darkness mm-hmm. to light. And I feel like that kind of dramatic exchange we we maybe underplay that a lot in our culture when it comes to Christ. It's kind of, well, put your faith in Jesus, you're good, and when you die, you're going to get to go to heaven. Right. But really, Paul is describing something much richer and deeper mm-hmm. and much more biblical here, yeah, which is this it, dramatic it's, it's change. Not a, it's not a casual, you know, it's not a casual pursuit of the kind of life that pleases God, because he says in verse 5, mm-hmm. for this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person mm-hmm. Oh my I'm goodness. glad I've never been greedy. Or moral or, <laughs> yeah, no. or, moral or impure. Ready to go. You know, has <laughs> any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ yeah. Yeah. and of God. And do not let anyone deceive you with empty words, which is a cheap kind of grace mm-hmm. that says we come into Christ's presence as we are, and then there is no need to change who mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. But the gospel is so powerful that the fruit of the gospel will always be deep change and you know i hate yeah. to correct you on a podcast david but Please. i, I want to go back it's not you are in darkness he said you were yeah, darkness. You, your nature oh, you were the you are very awesome, embodiment yeah. mm-hmm. you know of of darkness and, and so it's not just simply where we existed it's the very character of our existence yes, who we were you know apart you know apart from christ but now you are our light in, in the lord and, and of course that takes us all the way back you know to our lord's um, in a sermon on the mount, that, that we are to be what he was, mm-hmm. you know, a light to the nations, mm-hmm. and just that fruit that we're, you know, to be demonstrating um, as children of the light, which is goodness, <clears throat> excuse me, righteousness and truth, um, all those things being opposite of what it would mean to to be living in darkness, and to think that we choose to live that way, or that's how we are actually empowered to live that way because now we're children of the light. So it's a really responsive living to all that, you know, Christ has done for us, which I love. I I just love verse 10. Mm -hmm. You know, he he says, you know, pursue the fruit, you know, the the fruit of light consists Mm -hmm. of goodness, righteousness, truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Verse 10, and and find out what pleases the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, that ought to be a big question we ask in everything we Mm -hmm. do. You know what is not not what is most expedient for me, or what'll have the best outcome for me. But what is right. in this moment the thing that most pleases the Lord? Mm-hmm. Mm. And that kind of ties in with verse fifteen of being careful. Then you know how we live. Like we need to put thought and energy and some of our consideration into how we're living and making sure that we are living in such a way that pleases the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse sixteen, making. You know, most of every opportunity mm-hmm. and every occasion, there is neither uh, an occasion, you know, to honor and glorify God or to mm-hmm. honor and glorify ourselves, to live for His kingdom or to set up a counter kingdom in which our our, our selfishness, our greed, our idolatry, mm-hmm. you know, becomes the center of the kingdom we're living for, or the things that please Him become the center uh, of the things that we're living for. You have to love this. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, right. mm-hmm. speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, of course, you have a constant rhythm of thanksgiving in Paul. Mm-hmm. 
that one of the most purifying things that we we can do or participate mm-hmm. in is is thankfulness to God. Mm-hmm. You know, when we uh, we spend a lot of our life, you know, kind of pursuing the things that we don't have and thinking about what we lack. When we stop to give thanks for what we do have, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. the gifts we've received in Him become so much bigger mm-hmm. than anything in this world w- we might lack. Mm-hmm. And once we yeah. achieve those things in the world, we find we still lack because we're only complete when we're complete in Him. I do like that little part in 18, the end of 18, where it says, um, instead be filled with the Spirit. So we just know that that is um, where we submit to God's Spirit, and then that's what enables us to speak to one another right. accordingly with, as with psalms, hymns, and songs. And to probably even be able to offer thanksgiving to the Lord. Yeah, it's just and, such and a shift in our mm-hmm. thinking when our hearts are submitting yeah, to the Spirit. And, and Paul has already told us, you know, not to grieve the Holy Spirit, which mm-hmm. the life of darkness does. The deeds of darkness, our greed, our idolatry, yeah. our impurity, our immorality, mm-hmm. all of those grieve the Holy Spirit and uh, make his, his role less dominant in our lives. And, and, and of course, these other things. You know that come from the Spirit. You know, make Him, and that's what we want more than anything else. Is mm-hmm. a church to be a place where the Spirit, you know, freely dwells mm-hmm. and is molding us and is shaping us. You know, in in, in the person of Christ. And you, you have to love, speak to one another with psalms and hymns. Uh, these guys didn't have what we have. They didn't have no. Matthew. They didn't have Mark. They didn't have Luke. John. They didn't have Acts yeah. or Romans or First Corinthians mm-hmm. or Second Corinthians. They did have Ephesians because it was they just got it. But they just recently <laughs> got that. Newly arrived. And so the way that the, you know the way that they're the encouraging pins. each other is, or is the truth about Christ that is mm-hmm. embodied in their music. And it's not just you know that they're they're singing, you know these empty hymns, you know, and kind of a, a style you know that sometimes we see that's so staid and mm-hmm. without any sense of feeling or heart. But they're they're a people of music, mm-hmm. and, and a people of rejoicing, you know, in the truth of God. We ought to say something you know about the household codes. The household codes are very interesting. If you look in you know contemporary Roman you know literature, uh, you will see many household codes, and they, and they kind of have the same skeleton you know that Paul uses in the household codes uh, he talks about husbands and wives here and uh, he'll talk about children and parents you know and we get to chapter uh, you know move into the next chapter and then he'll also talk about you know slaves and masters mm-hmm. you know as well uh, usually a Roman household code would emphasize the people of privilege mm-hmm. so it would um, state the privileges of a husband as a head of the house mm-hmm. state the privileges of parents as you know, head over their you know children, mm-hmm. and it would state the privileges of you know slave owners as uh, owners you know of of people. And uh, one of the things that Paul does is he takes these codes and he fills them with Christological content, mm-hmm. and all of the moves on the part of the people involved in these relationships are a reflection of who Christ is. Mm-hmm. So, in the same way that Christ was submissive, mm-hmm. wives are called to be submissive. The bigger move here, though, the shocking move where Paul departs you know, from anything you would see in common literature is the responsibility that he places on the husband, mm-hmm. which is far greater than the responsibility on the wife. And it's not the responsibility of being you know, a proper boss or running your household. It's the responsibility of doing what we just talked about in you know, the first part of chapter 5, of offering yourself fully for your mm-hmm. wife. 
mm-hmm. giving yourself fully for her potential, for her to be everything you know that God has created her to be and to recognize her to be. And it's truly revolutionary how our lives and our relationships are, are shaped by the cross. Mm-hmm. Every one of us are to respond to mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. the way that Christ has responded uh, to us and in his relationship with the Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. So what Paul does here is dramatic. He says, let's live in a way you know, that's acceptable to the world around us, but so supersedes the world around mm-hmm. us that they look at our relationships, and in those relationships, they long for mm-hmm. the gift of grace you know, that we find in the Lord Jesus Christ. So gracious relationships are the heart, mm-hmm. hallmark of what it means to be the people of God. And there's so much more we could say here, mm-hmm. but uh, we have well overstayed our welcome today. <laughs> Good chapter, though. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. David, do you mind closing us with a word of prayer? No, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Um, what a wonderful word you've given us, how you've revealed yourself to us and your heart. And we love seeing the heart you have for the church and the desires you see for the people of God and how you call us to live. Um, we ask that by your spirit um, and your grace, you would help us to live in such a way as to honor this call you've placed on the church. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you so much um, for th- the love that you've given us in Christ Jesus. And may we in turn give that same love um, to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, we do ask that you would help uh, us as husbands um, to love our, our wives as you have loved the church and to lay ourselves down for them um, in a way that honors you and glorifies you and and builds up our wives and all those around us. Um, may you be glorified in all that we do. Um, help us to pursue the holiness you've called us to in this passage. We pray this all in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen.